Can you imagine your wedding day yet? Can you imagine how all the planning you're doing, the hours of work, the money you're spending, how it will all come together? It's probably a little bit blurry. Now, fast forward 10, 20 years later when you sit down to watch your wedding video. Photos look nice on your wall or in an album, but without video, you have no way to actually relive the day years later. So last year on my 21st wedding anniversary, I watched our wedding video and I cried seeing my grandmother, who's since passed away, grab my face, tell me how much she loved me, and kiss me on the forehead. A wedding video isn't just a recording, it's a time machine that takes you back to those moments that truly matter. And that is why I'm happy to welcome Shutter and Sound Films as a sponsor of this podcast. Shutter and Sound is a very small group of filmmakers dedicated to turning your big day into a work of art. No matter where you are on the East Coast, they've got you covered. So when you inquire with Shutter and Sound, be sure you mention you heard them on the Big Wedding Planning Podcast because they will include an Instagram clip to your package for free. And that's a $150 value. So check them out on the web at shutterandsound.com. That's shutterandsound.com. Thank you, Shutter and Sound. Hey there, this is Michelle. Just a quick note to say that if you are hearing this, you are not currently on our subscriber feed and will only be hearing the first part of this episode. In order to access full episodes of the Big Wedding Planning Podcast, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you are listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes, plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you like what we're doing here, please consider becoming a paid subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise. The Big Wedding Planning Podcast. Just a wedding planner. Tearing it up. Listen. Learn. Entertained at the same time. My name is Michelle Martinez. Hello, lovelies. I am so, 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 so like you don't even know how excited I am about this episode. I've been wanting to do this for a long frigging time. And I finally found the perfect trio to join me and just like educate the shit out of you all because. This is a subject that I think I didn't realize as a planner doing this for over 20 years that there was so much going on with regard to communication of other planners. I'm getting hot just talking about this right now because it stresses me out. Like the emails I've gotten over the years from listeners about 
the stress that their planners or coordinators are causing them through the wedding planning process literally like makes me like, oh my, like if this would have, if someone would have come to me client wise, and if I would have heard they were talking about me in this way to like their friends or another planner, I would have been mortified. Like, this is something that is so, so important. And, you know, as a planner, we're going to get into this. I got all three of you like shaking your heads like, yes, yes, yes. Um, I've got like as a planner, it's like we are supposed to hold that stress. We are supposed to take away all of the heaviness. Like that's kind of the, the part of the luxury of, of, of hiring a planner or coordinator. You know, we have a lot of jobs that we do. But the big one is hospitality and to make our clients feel like they're being taken care of. So over the years, getting these questions from you all or talking to you all um, on Zoom, on our happy hours, and hearing about this has just like made me like, wow, we need to talk about this. And we need to talk about definitions. And we need to talk about who does what and when to expect to hear back. So we're going to jump right into this. I want to start by introducing my lovely guests for this episode. And, and they are absolutely awesome and professionals. And I know they've got a lot to, stay, to say. I'm going to start with Joanna Fertig from The Day of Company. Joanna, say hello. Hello. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited. I started the Day of Company about six years ago. I was coordinating before that, and we offer Day of Coordination. We don't offer any full service or partial wedding planning, so I'm excited to get into how that works in terms of this subject, but thanks so much for having me. I am so happy to have you, and I think it's so important to talk about this differentiation. (laughs) the difference between coordinators and planners and what we can expect with regard to communication. So very, very awesome. Um, I'm going to go next to Daryl Moore of D Concierge. Daryl's been on the pod a couple of times. Hi, Daryl. Hey, thank you so much for having me back. It took so long. (laughs) Did you you miss me? I have, and I've been, you know, a lot has happened since then. I Um, know. I am Daryl Moore. I am the owner and creative director of Deconcierge Wedding and Events based in uh, Houston, Texas. But we travel anywhere that a beautiful couple want to to bring us. Um, We specialize in event design, full planning, and we're we're, we're the opposite. We don't offer day of at all. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, yes. And that's an important point. And and that is, again, why I've got you two and our next, our next lovely planner, who is Sean Gray from Sean Gray Events. Hey, Sean. Hello. Thank you for having me. Uh, I'm Sean Gray. I've been a wedding and event planner in Houston for over a decade. And my company, Sean Gray Events, does a little bit of all of that. We do full service planning. We do month of coordination, event management, however you phrase it today. Um, and our, our, we'll get into it, but our communication strategy and the way that we handle our clients doesn't change depending on which service they get us with. Oh, interesting. Okay. Good to know. Now, um, I want to ask each of you this question. Uh, let's start with you, Sean. 
what would you say the average wedding budget is of your clients that you're working with on average? I would say somewhere between 60 and 70 is where the average of our couples land. 60 and $70,000. Okay. All right. And uh, Joanna, how about you? What would you say? Or do you know? Yes. So I, I'm based in Brooklyn, by the way. I don't think I said that. And I, I would say that our average is anywhere from 60 to 125, 150. Yes. This is very important geographic areas, by the way. Yes. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Uh, and Sean, you said that where you were, you were located, right? 60 to 70,000, yes. Joanna, 60 to 120. I would, I mean, New York, you gotta be at least, I mean, I can't. Yeah. Leave. You're yeah. I mean, we're, we're, we get up there. I mean, we can go beyond 150, uh, but we're also again, day of coordination. So weddings here can, I mean, they just yeah. run the gamut, but yeah, we, we see 60 to 150, I would say is our average. Okay. Okay. And Daryl, how about you? And it, it ranges, just like Sean mentioned, you know, lately clients have been understanding the cost and thanks to podcasts like you, you've been really educating people to understand like 30,000 is nothing these days. You know, you can't that you can't even host a barbecue. Um, but, you know, it's in the range of 60 and we have a minimum um, that we start with. Um, and that really just for me, it keeps the integrity of our brand. So minimum spend on minimum budget is 60 and uh, that's the minimum to, for us to come on board. Got it. Got it. But you're Daryl, I know I've seen your weddings. I, I, you're, you're doing mainly luxury. Well, that's not true. Last time we talked, you said you do love to work with the everyday, like, <laughs> but I, the stuff you put out, I mean, I'm seeing like really luxury high end stuff and you've done celebrity weddings. That, and that really comes with hiring an expert, you know, yeah. like hiring someone to know how to spend your money, mm. you know, and just about flowers, which they are. It's a, you know, a big part of it. But hiring the right professional, hiring the right team of professionals and the right that will the leader and they'll know how to hire everyone else to make sure that you have that luxury, that luxury feel. because. Mm -hmm. Or luxury has been tossed around, you know, in so many arenas that it's now starting to, I'm starting to gag when I hear it. But me too. <laughs> just because I'll look at a post, I'll see someone, you know, and I'm like, that's not luxury. Do you know the definition of luxury? Luxury is convenience. Luxury is ease. Yes. Lux so a pretty photo, it has to go beyond, you know, now it's like beyond the photos that we see on social media. So. Oh my God. Yeah. Sean, go, go, Sean. I got excited when Daryl was speaking and I couldn't hold it any longer, but that like, it strikes me how people are out here offering a luxury service and then they make their clients wait five, six, seven, 14, 38 days. Like there is no part of that that is luxury. Yes, that's true. And I also love Daryl, how you said luxury is convenience and I, I can't agree more. And I, this is that, that this is a whole nother subject, by the way, this yeah. is like another podcast episode. Cause we could probably go off about this for a long time. And those listening are like, what? That's a lot of money. Um, I will just say that for me, being planning in the Bay area, San Francisco Bay area, Napa Valley, Silicon Valley, 
I don't, it was rare that I would get a client with a budget under a hundred thousand dollars. And that was geographic. And I was, I would not say that I was doing quote luxury weddings. I know a lot of you listening with your $10,000 wedding budget are like, are you It's like, what? but it is all, uh, it's very geographic, everybody. Mm-hmm. Like it, it's, it really is. And so Joanna being in New York, when you're telling me 60, I'm like, shit, that must be like a, you know, 20 person wedding, um, like low. Right. Right. Well, I mean, and we, we do, you know, we work with clients who are planning. So we always say we work with clients who are planning their wedding or event, but want someone there on the day of to make it all happen. So our clients are planning. They are the ones in touch with their vendors. They are the ones, but we have a system where we work with, with the client during the lead up. So we, you definitely do have support from us. It's not like we're showing up on the day of blind. We're building out a timeline. We're having calls with you, but uh, we will see anything from a backyard ceremony, you know, walking down the street to a restaurant in Brooklyn to then the full service venues or the raw spaces where you're loading in a ton of stuff. And so it, it really does. Yeah. It really does differ, but I would say, yeah, geographically, that's what you're looking at in terms of our on the lower end, but, but we do, I mean, we do mitzvahs also, so that's not always yeah. up there. Yeah. Um, yeah. Got it. Got it. And Daryl, your hand is up. Go Daryl. And, and ideally we always, I always want to be sensitive to the girls or the clients, the couples that don't have when they, they see 50, 60 and uh, beyond, you know, you can have a beautiful, well, you can have a wedding for, as low as $500 if you want to. That's going to the to courthouse or doing it in your home backyard, whatever makes it special for you. But the reality is when you're going to interviewing planners, interviewing designers, understand that their service is a cost. You know, if you're following these people, these companies on social media, and you see these beautiful weddings weekly or, you know, their social media um there's a consistent of beauty on those social medias, you know, that takes time that takes creativity. And when clients come to me and I'm interviewing them just as they're they're interviewing me to see if we're the right fit, because you're paying me to create something that you see on my social media. You know, I, when someone says I want this, or if they bring me inspiration from someone that I know or a company, you know, in New York or um, California, and I'll immediately say, well, that's, probably half a million dollars in a wedding, or that's probably a hundred thousand dollars. And I can give you that, but here are where you as the couple have to compromise. Yeah. Yeah. Do you need, or the guest count, you know, I just had a conversation with the couple and I'll, and I'll be transparent. The the groom was like, Daryl, I want six, no more than $60,000. I don't, I don't care. He called me on the side. I don't want to spend no more than $60,000. Give me that. And then she's calling me. I want a New Orleans wedding. I want the second line band. I want a custom gown. I want cake. I want the, the flowers. I want the, 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 the vintage car. And I want this photographer. And I was like, okay. So I sent her a proposal and it, it ended up at 160000 mm-hmm. Almost over. And that's, I said, I'm going to give you, I'm going to put it on paper what you asked for. You know, and they have to understand these are not things that are coming from me. You know, I don't run the second line, man. I don't make the price for them. Um, I said, you know, and she wants to. Get, oh, she wanted to get married at the New Orleans Museum of Fine Arts. 
that takes a lot. You know, getting married in a museum is a lot of red tape. You know, um, it's not just a space where, you know, locally, like a, a venue where you just load in your stuff and you plop it down and then you go home at the end of the night. It takes time. So yeah. clients understand you can have a beautiful wedding, but just set real expectations. You know, like have really real expectations, just like when you're house hunting. You know, like it's the same thing, like have expectations, like really. Uh, it's going to cost you if you want that marble floor or that, you know, Calcutta tile, like all of that, that costs. Yeah. No, such a great point. And you just made me add another little bullet point here to our outline is that communication between the couple and the planner. Because what you just described to me, I was like, oh, 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 wait a minute. That's very different. So thank you for bringing that up. Okay. I want to jump into the first phase of this. And that is the explanation. And I've done a podcast episode on this, so you all can look back in the archives. Uh, but what is the difference between a wedding planner, right? Who does full everything, plan, 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 and a coordinator, which is much like what Joanne is doing um, for her day of company. So Joanna, I'd like you to start and talk to us uh, about kind of just like a, a quick explanation of what you're doing as a coordinator, what you're working on with the clients. And then we'll have sure. Daryl and Sean expand on what they're doing. Sure. So when we start working with a client, again, we work with clients who are planning their own wedding and it's because they either want to plan their own wedding. They don't have the budget for a full service planner. Uh, so, or they feel like they don't need it because they're a month out and we get a lot of calls. Oh, we're a month out. We planned everything, but now we're looking at the day of and who's going to take care of all these little things, but we'll start in every situation, whether it's a year out or a month out, we build out a timeline. We get all of the key detail that you've planned. We put it together and we add all of the little logistics that from our experience, we know need to be included in that timeline. We have a deep dive call where we talk through everything. We ask a million questions and then we send a recap of, okay, this is what you need to be thinking about. These are the questions you should be asking your vendor. But again, you're communicating with your vendors because you're still planning the wedding. And then we say, we stay in touch throughout the planning process. Us. We're here for suggestions, recommendations, support along the way. If someone needs to hop on the phone because they're like, I don't know what to do about transportation. How do I plan these buses? I have so many people. We get on the phone for 10 minutes and talk through that and make a suggestion. Then about four weeks out, we are having a final meeting call where the coordinator from my team who will actually be coordinating on the day of joins us and together we talk through everything. We finalize those little details. And then the month of we're reaching out to all of the vendors to share final timeline and uh, answer any questions, make sure they have everything. So we say we're the day of company because I like to keep it simple and streamlined, but we're certainly part of the lead up and we tailor our process. It's the same, but the timing based on when a client books with us. The day of arrives and then the coordinator is there to just handle everything. But we're certainly in terms of communication, part of it. And we're here for support. And I say that some clients we chase down and we need to, we don't hear from them at all. And some clients text us all the time. So I don't put anything specific in our contract or share anything like that with clients at the start, because it always works out regarding how much communication we spend with each client. Oh, interesting. Okay. We're going to get, get 
we're going to circle back to the whole contract thing, but that's interesting to know that you don't have anything in there right now. And you and I have had this discussion before, like the word, the term day of is just so it's just, not, it don't happen. People we know, right. um, we call it month of in my business, but you do you, that is your marketing strategy. I totally get it. Um, okay. Now, uh, Daryl, you said earlier, you don't do month of or day of, right? You do strictly do planning. So talk to us about that. So, and I've done them in the past. And for me, it always feels that hmm, even with all of the prep and give me everything that's in your binder there, it always kind of feels like there's room, a lot of room for error. Um, and for me, when girls, and again, please, you know, this is my experience. I'm not particularly saying, like, girls that normally typically or hit me up for a day of, they want the deconcierge experience. Mm -hmm. And that day of is not going to give you that because you've taken away 90% of the experience because I'm not involved in any of the, the magic per se, meaning I didn't help you find the venue. Uh, it just didn't work. So, so I'm going to, I'm going to stop you because I could, I know where you're going with this. And because we're talking about the differences, I want to say, and this is why a lot of planners don't do month of, and, and Daryl, you specifically, you are a luxury planner. You do a lot of design. You are very well known for your design and they're amazing and they're daring and they're bold. So when you say want that, they want that deconcierge experience. They're like, oh, let me get him for a month up because it's cheaper. But I really want him to do his thing. And you're like, I can't do my thing if you've done this all the wrong way. And this yeah. is why a lot of planners do not do month up because you have no control over who they're hiring at all. Yeah. Or 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 a concept of what they're yeah. doing. And I'll try to change as much as I can. And it's work sometimes. If they want the experience of what they see online, that takes a lot of trust. Um, it takes a lot of, um, and, and I mean, trust is trusting the person that you hired. Right. Uh, but for me, full planning is I'm assisting you from start to finish. Yeah. I'm venue, I'm recommendations of, Literally everything related to your wedding, rehearsal dinner, I'm doing the rehearsal. We have a rehearsal conductor that handles your rehearsal. We're recommending venues, photography, um, DJ, lighting, sound, flowers, dance floor, everything that you can think of until the time that you get in your getaway car to go home. We have worked with you on it. That's that full planning service. Now, we also have clients that just want us to design. And they have, they hire a Joanna to come in and um, make sure that the day runs smooth. Joanna will create the timeline. I will call Joanna and say, Joanna, what time can we get into the venue? What time do we need to get out? And we will go in, the, we'll sit with the client, we'll design the wedding and the reception and the cocktail hour or whatever. We'll design that. We'll come in, set it up, light all the candles, leave, and come back and break it down. Mm -hmm. uh, and they get the deconcierge experience that way. Okay. And then Jeff and I are working, I you know, hand in hand, um, which I've grown to love now. So you're doing not only full planning, 
but you'll also do a separate service of just the design. So that's an interesting communication process as well. Yeah. Those two differences. Got it. Got it. Thank you. Sean, you do all of the, the above. Yes. Yes. So I love to plan. I love timelines. I love vendor communication. I love figuring out that the idea that you had was a POS idea from the jump, but now you have a professional who's going to iron it out and make it amazing. And as long as you're not getting married at your aunt's tin roof shack in her backyard in Hills Have Eyes country, 70 miles outside of Houston, I'll come coordinate your wedding. It doesn't have to be full planning. And that's because with enough six weeks to three months time to get in there and need those plans and figure out that Larry's beets, cakes, and decor isn't the right vendor for you to use for your photo booth, we can sort all that out and get most of those things ironed out by the time it comes. The difference between our full planning and our month of coordination is like what's been mentioned, number of vendor me meetings you attend, and meetings you give access to your client for. We're not doing a design inspiration walkthrough with our month of coordination clients. But in reality, I like to stick to logistics and doing things in an intentional way for our couples. And I leave the crazy, pretty, creative stuff to the artists. That's not me. Awesome. Awesome. Okay. This is why I love all three of you. It's all different levels of service, different types of specialties. This is why we've got you all as a panel. All right. So now in terms of service, we have, we have differentiated that a coordinator is someone who is really not involved in planning, wedding planning. There's a little planning, you know, in terms of the day of itself, but they are coordinating, they're there on site, they are making sure that everything is executed. Planning, full planning from start to finish, from you know the time you're engaged all the way through that wedding day, um, that is full planning. And then there's partial planning. I, I, I've done partial planning, which is kind of a, an interesting, it's, it's really just right between uh, month of or day of coordination and full planning. And um, when I did partial planning, it was let me set you up with all of the tools you need to plan your wedding. I'm gonna throw in a few more meetings, but I am not taking over your planning. You are leading the planning. I'm just here as a guide and someone to just like bounce off uh, ideas, questions, whatever you need along the way. And that is what I did as partial planning. So, okay. So the frustration here that I'm hearing from a lot of our listeners um, is from a, a lack of communication. Now we all know that there are high maintenance people in this world. Arguably wedding planners are high maintenance too in our own way, am I right? <laughs> <laughs> However, we're talking about the clients here. So let's like, uh, <laughs> um, there are high maintenance clients. And I just did a TikTok video about this. And, and, and it's like, listen, if you wanna be a wedding planner, amazing. It's a hard line of work. It's a lot of friggin' work, okay? But if people are paying you for this luxury, because we are a luxury, they have the right to be a little high maintenance, right? I, I, I'm with you all out there listening. It, you are 
making a huge investment in this wedding. You are paying more money for this one friggin' day than probably anything you ever will again on one day in your life. And if you have the means to hire someone like one of these three beautiful people here today on this show, it's a luxury for you. But let me tell you, it's damn helpful and it better well be, right? They better be doing their job because we we are professionals. We know how to handle shit. But I think the problem is a lot of wedding planners who are so good, so good at planning your wedding are not the greatest at business. And I think that is a part of the issue here. I think that's what's happening. I'm hearing about people scaling way too fast, way too big. You know what I mean? Like wedding planners who are getting a big ass head and be like, oh, I can take more weddings. I can take more weddings. I'll just throw Jennifer on this. I'll throw Patricia on this. I'll throw Eric on this. But the clients are not getting the attention they deserve. So I want to start with you, Sean. What should a client reasonably reasonably expect, right, um, with you? Do you communicate via text message? Yes. Officially, yes. Officially, yes. So I can be like, Sean, um, on text, at, you know, it's two in the morning. I've had my wedding nightmare. I wake up. I text Sean. Oh, my God. Um, I just realized that... Um, I, I think we're going to need to order uh, dry ice. We order. We need to order dry ice. Um, I, I I just know that I want this smoky effect, and I saw it on Pinterest, and I just like I and I just realized, oh my god, I didn't tell Sean. So I I text him at two in the morning, thinking I don't care what time it is. I've got to get this out of my brain. What does Sean do? Well, first, Sean um, curates his client list a little better than that. So the <laughs> likeliness of him signing a client that does that is very slim. But <laughs> our, uh, our text line, our business phone is mobile. It's, it's housed on an app, but it's completely separate from my personal mobile number. So it's not like they're blowing me up in the middle of a sleep session or a date or anything like that. And I just, yes, I want it all. I, I want that because if you're making an investment into a wedding planner, you likely don't have a strong support system around you in terms of friends and family. And if you do, you really don't give a flying fig newton about their opinion anyway. You have a lot of varying interests happening with your wedding. And so you need somebody who can steward that ship and make sure that we're keeping what you want at the center of all of that. So you don't have anywhere else to unload those questions or those, oh my goodness, did I think of this? So put it on me. In exchange of that, I have a 12-hour response time guarantee. I don't care if I worked a wedding, if it's Memorial Day, if I'm at the doctor, like BFFR. If, if, again, if you're paying for a luxury I will respond to you in 12 hours. And I'm not like, oh my goodness, I have to respond to this in 12 hours. We are all connected to this thing as human beings. Like that's just the reality of the situation. You can turn it off when it makes sense for you and your family and build the um, structure that you need to thrive. I fully support that. But we have gotten too, too understanding 
too compassionate around like, well, this is my time and you can't infringe on that. Baby, as soon as a contract sign and money is exchanged, yes, the hell they can. And so to protect that 12 hour response guarantee for all clients in all seasons. So you have a 12 hour response time policy. Is this written in your contract? It is. Thank you. And it's even a, and it's even a follow-up, um, affirmation that you understand what it is in your new client questionnaire after the summer, because I'm, I'm serious about it. I want it in glaring neon lights so that nobody can ever, nobody can ever have a podcast episode about me and how long it takes for me to respond to my clients. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. I love that. Okay. So you do text, you do phone call, you do email. Okay, if you'd like to continue listening to this episode, you'll need to subscribe either by clicking the link in the description of wherever you're listening now or go to our website, thebigweddingplanningpodcast.com. Once you become a subscriber, you'll be given a private RSS feed to add to your favorite podcast player app. You will have access to our entire catalog of full-length ad-free episodes plus awesome subscriber-only content to help you plan your wedding. So if you enjoy what we're doing here, please consider becoming a subscriber. You're going to love it. I promise.